The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The number nine. My biggest concern is that Mexico does tend to make those little mistakes defensively. But it's the inconsistencies. With the what is it this inconsistent, though? He's going to well, be on the ground for the majority the, of the time. No, I look back at Pele. No, that's, if you that's have... the Christian Pulisic treatment, though. Same. We're going to have to stop this. We're going to start arguing on this podcast, aren't we? Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rad Football Show. I'm Lizzie, U.S. editor over at 90 Min, covering North American football with my co-host Gino. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. Taking in all these chaotic changes going on in... Yes, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world of Mexican soccer. Lots of firings, lots of games... Lots of changes, so lots of goals, so more red cards, which is becoming a theme for me that I'm starting to get used to. So um, lots of lots of things going on. So we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. And before we get into the changes, um, week six, we saw a lot of victories, triumphs, defeats. What did you think of this weekend? Uh, Definitely an interesting weekend. Just, you know, going through it, obviously. (laughs) You know, from a Cruz Azul perspective, not great to start off in terms of losing again and getting a red card. Um, Obviously, Tuluka is a good team, but still, they they have Cruz Azul has one point at this point in the the Class Soda, and that's not good at all. Um, They need to figure it out, and obviously, out of a possible fifteen, so they need to figure it out. Um, And obviously, I think that they've realized that, and we'll talk a little bit about that in. In a, in a bit, but um, but definitely an interesting week. You get, you know, an upset of Santos Laguna, I guess you could say. Uh, Juarez uh, beating Santos Laguna, who um, has had a great start to the season, um, but unfortunately couldn't, couldn't uh, you know, continue on that this week. Uh, Pachuca dropped points while Tigres gained points against Pumas. Um, just really a lot going on. And, you know, again, we'll, we'll get into a lot of this stuff. Um what's affected it, why the Tigres win is so big and all that stuff as the episode goes on. But definitely, definitely a very fun weekend, a weekend of ups and downs for many teams and um, a weekend uh, that really, um, I guess, exemplifies the chaos that you talk about so often in League MX. (laughs) And it's funny that you mentioned the Juarez game first. I, watching that, I thought it was a phenomenal performance by Carlos Acevedo which can be deceiving given the 3-1 scoreline, but he really did. He made some phenomenal saves, and I do recommend anyone who can watch the highlights of that 
because it's absolutely very exciting given the national team cycle that we're in right now and having him come in potentially as a second option to Ochoa or as a starting position. Um, but yeah, no, he was great, saved from all aspects. He had a fantastic save with his foot and just stretched his body and every angle. And it's interesting because I always say that he reminds me of Guillermo Ochoa's style, which would be great because he could come to a close and Acevedo can even take over. So a disappointing loss for Santos, but a great performance, individual performance by him. Nonetheless, I will say the team has suffered quite a bit of injuries and Santi Munoz, who was over at Newcastle's under 23 team has since come back and hasn't taken the field quite yet because of an injury, but he's slated to come back soon. So that should be an exciting boost because Fentanes' side suffered the departure of Gorrián to Tigres. And he's doing phenomenal at Tigres, but besides the point, they've suffered without him. So Santi Munoz's return should be good. But yes, defeat, very sad. But then we saw Club América win. Finally, again. Yes, After finally. So many draws. It, it, it took a while. Uh, it took a while, but they do get on the board with their first win. Um, again, uh, a situation, you know. That Cruz Azul is not in. Cruz Azul is not in this situation. The situation that you look at is Cruz Azul. It's like, if they had gotten the draws, you know, who knows what would happen in their coaching situation, at least if they would have had some points. Um, I mean, you're looking at Club America. They get their first win in, since I mean, obviously they beat Mazatlan six nothing, mm-hmm. um, but there's, it that. seems like they're starting to kind of get on a little bit of a run here. They've scored yeah. a lot of goals, Club America. It's not the yeah. goals that seem to be the issue; it's defensively and keeping other teams out of their net. Um, but a big two one win that brings them into fourth place, um, which again in the current playoff format is big. When that gets to the new playoff format, that's not as big, but um but yeah on 10 points now only five back of uh, first place um on today um and yeah it's um you could look at it both ways they haven't lost a game this season either so yeah they remain unbeaten which is definitely interesting but more draws than anything i think the only other big result on my end was chivas pachuca it was 1-1 and it was Definitely interesting given the cadence of the event before. Mm -hmm. So Pachuca hosted and before the game even kicked off, they did a whole ceremony dedicated to Victor Guzman and the impact that he had on the, on the team's title win, which was great because it was his first time back since transferring over to Chivas. And how does he celebrate that by scoring a goal on them? And it was very interesting. It was very sweet. After he scored, he didn't, celebrate big he went like this saying i'm sorry to the fan base um and then i guess just turned to his teammates and was like yay we did it um he did score chias's only goal bittersweet i'm guessing for pachuca fans to celebrate him and then get scored on by him but he remains a great player no matter what team he's at so that's yeah yeah again i mean it's so difficult right it's like you know you're on a different team i mean it's it these things happen in sports it's sports you get traded all the time come back obviously these big players who have meant so much and had such a big impact onto on these these teams um you're like okay like you know it's it's been um you know it's been a great run we want to celebrate him and then he scores against you it's all these different emotions but 
Um, you know, I'm sure that the Pachuca fans still have lots of respect for him, no matter what. Um, yeah, obviously, it's so. tough to. I, I obviously it's tough to see other player players who played for you, um, and you have such respect for score on you <laughs> for a different team, but um, but yeah, I mean it's it's yeah it's definitely you know it, it's a it's one of those interesting situations in sports where um, you know it's it's a mix of emotions, a bittersweet moment. Bittersweet. And, yeah. So. But but you guys have done a phenomenal job right now to avoid that champion's curse and they've done so without Chicharango yet I thought he would debut against us he did not he was um, part of the team though and he was president but he didn't play so I'm yeah. hoping to see him in the upcoming days I think and- I mean we've seen him for LAFC and we know what he can do so I think he'll be a great asset for Armada's team yeah no yeah exactly I I think in addition, like Arango, again, we have seen him play for LAFC and what he can do in the period of time that he was there. He was so dominant for them. Um, and going to Pachuca, a team who, you know, is already in the, you know, say in the top four in the standings, to add that sort of attacking threat to your team is phenomenal. Um, they've scored eight goals this, um, sorry, they've, they've scored 14 goals already this season, which is tied for the most of any team in La Liga or in Liga MX. Um, and adding a player like Chicho Rango is only going to, uh, you know, amplify that even more. So uh, he is going to add to that team um, and you just expect him to fit in well. And, you know, if everything goes well, Pachuca could be a, a very dangerous team the rest of the Clausura moving forward. Yeah, and it's funny you say that. They've scored a lot but considering they they lost a couple of their best players after the win, which is always expected after a great season, you know you're mm-hmm. going to be picked apart to a certain extent. But Guillermo Almada has done a phenomenal job of balancing that out with new additions and strengthening his starting 11 to fit the situation. And yeah, they deserve to be on top. So it's great to see. I'm sure Guillermo Almada was sad to lose out on the national team position because he was the last two contender against Diego Coca, but he remains with Pachuca and it's still a great job to have. So I'm sure he's happy there. Yes. Yes. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he is. I would imagine. Sure. <laughs> I would imagine. I think he's doing great. Um, but speaking about coaches, everything changed this week. So everything. many changes, so many firings, so many hires. So we'll start over at Cholos Club Tijuana, Cholos Quincles. They fired their head coach and hired Piojo. So Miguel Herrera is back at Liga MX. We know that he's seen stints at Cholos before. Um, Club America, Tigres, obviously, but he was fired recently from Tigres last season. Obviously, we don't. We know it's not confirmed and official and whatnot. But after his, I have an old roster comment. I'm sure Tigres officials did not like that and said, yeah. you know what, we can do better. So they fired him. And they, but, and, and they are, but we'll get into the, they, yeah, <laughs> the fact great. that they're on uh, another coach now. Too. Yeah. I mean, Guignac's goal, honestly, yes. this weekend was <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal, given this is what would be the like downhill of his career. Yeah, of his career. Just, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he is still playing at a high level. I mean, it's he's unreal been what he's doing. Yeah, no, he's been great. But so Piojo is back. He's already coached at Cholos before, and now he's returned. 
So they announced it just a couple days ago, and he's already spoken about his candidacy for the Mexican national team position because we did know that he he really wanted that place that position and to return and come back, but he was not selected. He has since said that his mind is completely on Cholos, on improving. And last time he was at the team, he took them to Liguilla. So he could do great things with them again. I mean, he he definitely knows how to motivate. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's been around and been a coach in many for on on many different teams for many different teams for a reason. Um, yeah. You know, he it's they don't just keep hiring him back because he's a bad coach. Uh, right. You know, he's. Very talented at what he can do. Obviously, he's had his ups and downs, as everyone does. Um, and he's had his mistakes that he's made and his jobs that just didn't fit him or that didn't work out. And um, But, you know, he is a phenomenal coach and a coach that has done very well in this league and is being brought back for a reason. And so a team like Club Tijuana, who currently sits in 13th place just outside the playoffs, um, that's a team that can benefit now from that. And obviously he's familiar with the club, familiar with the setup. It's going to be interesting. It's not really much of a transition for him. Right. It's more of a, okay, I'm familiar with everything, the setup, the the, the big players, everything that's at the club. Now it's time to get the best out of these players, which is good. That's a great thing because not having to focus on adapting to the outside off the field stuff is probably massive when it comes to coaching and being able to just focus on those on the, the, the players on the pitch each week. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely not new. He knows Liga Mekis inside and out. He knows Mexican talent. He knows what's available. So I'm sure he'll do well. I, I don't foresee thriving to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but a little better than mediocre for sure. Which yeah, I mean, for Cholos is exciting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, even if he brings them up to seventh or eighth in the table, that's, you know, that's great. That's, that's yeah. where they would, they would want to be. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think he can have that kind of effect, um, especially with kind of, again, you know, what, what happens in league MX as I'm starting to realize with the chaos and teams winning and losing anything can happen every, any given week. So, um, you know, having an experienced coach like him is going to, I think very much help them. Um, again, like you said, will it get them to, you know, the best of the best? Probably not. You need the players also to do that, but it'll allow them to, um, you know, maybe figure some things out, work some kinks out and, and, and start to have a little bit of better, um, or more success towards the end of the season. Of course. And now we head on to Tigres, which has been in the eyes of the public for the past (laughs) week, I would say, um, forever. Absolutely crazy what happened on Thursday, which again seems like forever ago, but mm-hmm. it was not. So we know Gerardo Tata Martino, head coach of the Mexican national team, departed after the World Cup because his contract ended. So at the time, Mexican national team had been looking for a replacement. And we know now that they found it in Diego Coca. But it was rumored once he was interviewing that should he be chosen, he would continue in a part-time basis and head off to Mexican national team for the nation's league camp and that FIFA window, and then return to finish out the tournament, the clausura with Tigres. So that double part-time role and Tigres said, we are not worth that. 
the president of the team came out and said, our fan base, our players, and our officials do not deserve a part-time coach. They deserve someone who is full-time dedicated to you as you are full-time dedicated to us. So they fired him and they announced, Tigres announced on Thursday that he was leaving to be head coach of the Mexican national team. And that's important because the Mexican national team hadn't announced that yet. (laughs) Tigres confirmed it in their press conference, though, of course, it was rumored and people had broke the news already, but it hadn't been made official by a sporting entity. And Tigres did that. And it's just interesting because Tigres and their fan base historically don't get along too well with the Mexican national team. So even better, even juicier tea. But yeah, so they announced his departure and the Mexican national team announced Coca on Friday, just 24 hours later. And Tigres announced Marco Chima Ruiz as an interim manager. And as his first game in the position, he won 4-2 against Pumas, which is a phenomenal showing. And something I personally found interesting was his post-match um, press conference. What he said was, I am not an impromptu decision. I've been training for this for 14 years. And I want to prove to you that I deserve to be here. I am passionate. I am excited. And he is. He's he's worked extensively to get to where he is. He's not just like another interim manager or assistant coach. He's worked with youth levels at the Mexican national team, led them to World Cups, done an extensive job at Liga Mekis after being a player. So he wants to prove that he's here to stay. And his first game at the Reigns definitely proved that he's capable of doing that. Yeah, I mean, again, let's start with Diego Coca. I mean, uh, you understand, obviously, the reason why Tigres made the decision they made there's a reason that national team coaches don't also coach club teams. It's, it's It's a lot of work. You don't to coach a national team. I don't think people realize like it involves a lot of scouting and making sure, you know, what every player in the player pool is doing. So that's the, you know, taking time to do that is going to take time away from Tigres. So it's impossible to be a part-time coach at a club while you're also a part-time at the national team. It's just, it's impossible to do that. And I completely understand, like, obviously maybe it was a sign of good faith by Coco to do that and say like, listen, like, I, I feel bad. I want to finish it out. But in the end, they, they, Tigres couldn't let that happen. So from that perspective, completely, un, uh, completely realistic and, 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 you know, makes sense decision um, by Tigres. Um, but when it comes to their new coach, it's, you know, he, he, he not many better situations you can jump into than being at yeah. the jump into the, the head coach. Obviously a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams that fire their head coach are in bad positions, have bad players, whatever. He's jumping into a team that is very, very good and near the top yeah. of the table. So he obviously is already given the tools to be successful. And now, as he said, you know, waiting those 14 years, he's been preparing for this. We'll see how that works out, but um, he's been given the tools to be successful. He has the players to be successful. It's a really good situation to go in and already, you know, shining in that first match, winning four, two over, over Pumas. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. As you said, most head coaches or interim managers who step into the situation is a Mazatlana Solos 
potentially even um, Querétaro and Cruz Azul, who are bottom of the table, desperate for something fresh and new. And yeah, that's definitely not Chima's case at all. It's also interesting because obviously Goga was hired before the clausura, six weeks at the job, if that, working with these players before departing. That was definitely hasty and weird. And as you said, probably a sign of good faith. But I understand why they took that decision. Now, Chima is in the same, in the best position. Guignac is at top level. You have yeah. Diego Linus there. Sebastián Córdoba, and as much as we like to say that he's lazy, he provided a phenomenal assist to Guignac in that game against Pumas. And beyond that, I saw, I saw the team really motivated. I think they had developed a structure under Coca, which was doing great. It was more of a defensive outlook to each game. And this time they just went out there and they scored and they were motivated and they they got the job done and more than done. They won four, two. I mean, yeah, very, very clearly a more defensive outlook considering the fact that they've given up, they gave up half the goals they've given up all season in this game, their first game. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But they've also, they also scored four goals, which is, you know, a third of the goals they've scored all season. So, um, so yeah, definitely interesting because it, it it has been an actual coaching carousel at, at Tigres. You cannot blame Coca for taking the position. Obviously, that's something that I'm sure many managers dream of coaching the Mexican national team coming up, um, you know, in League MX. And, you know, that's a dream job for him. So him taking the position, you cannot blame him for that. That's that's nothing you can't blame him for. But um, but, you know, again, like I said, now it's time for the next coach to step in. He has a good setup, a good team. And it, you know, not much should change. But of course, you, you never know when it comes to a new coach. Um, you know, but these players seem motivated. They seem, um, ready to go. And, you know, again, a lot of talent on that team, so it it should be okay. You know, who doesn't have a good setup? Um, the new head coach of Cruz Azul. I don't know. They're not doing well. They're not doing well. They're they're not not doing well, but they have some good players. No, they do, but they have good players. No. Yeah. I I mean, I think if you're going to, but I think this is the thing, right? I think outside of Tigres, right. If you look at the other situations that are in the bottom of the table area here, like club Tijuana, um, you know, um, Ket, Caretero, uh, Cruz Azul, Mazatlan, like player teams that need coaches or are going to need coaches. Um, I, I feel like Cruz Azul might get, yes, my Spanish is getting, I feel like Cruz Azul might be a good landing spot for a coach. Cause there's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely the best of the three. <laughs> there's, there's, but there's, there's things to work with. Like, I think a new coach with the right system could come into Cruz Azul and bring them immediately a few wins that could find them in a playoff spot already. Like, I, I think that that's very possible. They just were yeah. not like, there was games that you would watch where they had chances. Like, I go back to the Nacoxa game. Like, it's, it's <laughs> like they had chances. And they had one bad mistake and that led to the goal. And they had, they could have won that game three, one, but couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So I think there's a good setup at Cruz Azul. Is it a good position to be in? No, but you can really only go up They're 17th. So <laughs> you really can only go up. <laughs> yes. Um, so that situation obviously is very interesting. Um, Raul Potro Gutierrez was fired last night after obviously he, 
a string of negative results. And the team said that in their um, press release, they were just not satisfied. The team remained winless, one point, one loss and four, no, one draw and four losses this tournament so far. So definitely negative. He came in actually mid the 2022 Apertura. He would replace, he replaced Diego Aguirre and he came in as an interim basis, which was interesting. And I wouldn't even say proved himself in terms of results afterwards. Other than winning they, the biggest trophy in uh, right, Copa history. Por Mexico. Copa no, Mexico. that was phenomenal. I think that was the only good thing in the past, what, two tournaments? Legitimately the only good thing that's happened. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't think he did a phenomenal job at the end of last tournament to prove himself as a head coach. But nonetheless, Cruz Azul gave him a contract extension, transitioning him from interim manager to head coach. And that lasted a couple months. Six weeks. So, <laughs> literally. Um, I didn't understand that leap of faith from the team. I'd like to think they were in a rush or they saw something, some type of potential. I don't understand. But he has since been fired. And the team is on the search for a new head coach. There's so many options for the team to choose from. My personal favorite, as Gino knows, is Jimmy Lozano. Yes. He... He led the Mexican national team to bronze medal at the Olympics, at the most recent Olympics. And I think he's just a fresh young face. Unfortunately, however, he is not a front runner anymore. And it is Ricardo Ferretti. So now, I don't know much I, about I, these coaches. <laughs> I don't know much. But I do know that Lozano has a lot of swagger. Very, very, you know, dresses very well. I like that in my coach. I like a guy who's, you know... <laughs> Got only I like you get listen, you gotta feel good. You gotta look to look good to feel good to do well. You know, it's just for sure. Those are the things. So um yeah, I like the guy. I the thought of Lozano sounded great from you know what I do know about him in terms of the fact that younger guy, new ideas, worked with youth players, you know, younger players before. But if he's not the front runner, I mean, there's a reason he's not the front runner, I guess. Um, and maybe I think they a want... lot more more experienced coach would be yeah. my guess. Um, yeah. The question I get the guess then becomes: Do you want a coach who's more experienced with dealing with bottom of the table issues, or do you want a coach who has you know more experience with you know just having good teams overall? Like, how do you break that down? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what works best for Cruz Azul in this situation. Again, I like younger managers with new, fresh ideas, just to bring something new to the table. But and of course, having someone who has their pulse on the youth yeah. Mexican national team is phenomenal. But we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, if he's not the front runner, he's not the front runner. Right. He can't do anything about that, unfortunately. Yeah, I think something Liga Mekis does that is to a certain extent frustrating is that there's a recycling of coaches that tend to come back every five, six years. Is yep. these like these um, faces, familiar faces that come back and. Yeah, you target them under the experience category, and I understand that, but they also left for another reason, and Jimmy Lozano is new. You are taking a risk with him, and it's not to say he hasn't coached a team in Liga Mekis. He had a project at Necaxa, but I do think he hasn't been given the opportunity to lead with a, a team that has a budget or that has a complete roster, which Cruz Azul does have. I would have liked to see him take the reins on that. It would have been great to fresh perspective 
But again, yes, I understand the experience aspect and the fact that Cruz Azul right now are not in the position to take a risk and instead want to appease their fan base and instill hope and stability in the team. And I do understand how Jimmy Lozano doesn't give off that type of energy. But Yeah, I mean, I think for Cruz Azul in a perfect situation, I want a coach who is going to be offensive minded because again, they've scored four goals in five games. That's not good. So you need a coach who's going to be offensive minded, you know, have a defensive structure, but you know, they've only given up nine goals all season. Again, the defense has not been the issue. They need to put the ball in the back of the net. They need to create more chances. I mean, the crosses haven't been great. The, you know, just, just, the team overall has not looked good going forward. So someone who has a tactical plan offensively to make this team better is the ideal candidate for this job. So whether that's Jamie Lozano, whether that's somebody else, any of the other candidates that have been mentioned with Cruz Azul, um, that's the candidate that needs to take over this job because I think that's where their biggest you know, inefficiencies are. Very true. And we shall see Cruz Azul... As I, I mentioned before, I think this was honestly the perfect time to fire him. Cruz Azul mm-hmm. do not play this week or in the weekend. They have um, about a week to adjust, understand, and come up with that interim manager to be the face for the moment. Yeah. So they have a little bit of a break as opposed to those other teams. We know week They play seven. Friday. They do play Friday. So they have yeah, a couple but days. That's a little, but yeah, yeah, they have a couple days. So And they're playing Puebla. So, I mean, obviously nobody is beatable for Cruz Azul right now. Yeah, no one's that, under you guys. No, no, no one's beatable, but um, but it isn't like you they're playing, you know, Club America or Pochuca this weekend. And you know, it's this you is know. you know you just hope that they, you know, fresh voice, fresh face, you know, will 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 change something there. Yeah. Um as we know week seven starts tomorrow and leads all the way up to Thursday, and then week eight starts on Friday and goes up to Sunday. So we will see a lot of Liga Mekis action. That's why I'm a little hesitant to discuss not Cruz Azul's position on the table, but everybody else's position on the table, because two games will change absolutely everything at the point that we are in the season. So by the time that we come on next Tuesday, everything might change. Santos might be second or Club America might be mid-table team. We don't know yet. So Yeah, nobody knows. I don't know. I mean, maybe Cruz Azul goes on a little bit of a run all of a sudden. They just start taking down teams. And maybe we just won't have a podcast if they start winning games. We'll just stop doing the podcast. I'm sure. I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Sure. Sure. It's possible. Anything is possible in League MX. That's what I've learned. Anything is is possible. That is possible. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe that main characteristic of a Cruz Azul (laughs) fan. Believing. Can't wait to see you disappointed. Disappointment is my forte. Disappointment is is my forte. I am just disappointment is great. I love disappointment. It's your constant state of being. Literally, which is great. (laughs) Sports wise, I I mean I'm very a very pessimistic person. Typically, I don't think any of my teams are ever going to win anything. Um, So that's like the least shocking thing in the world that. Cruz Azul is, um, is bad, but you know, again, like I said, you can only go up. You can literally only go up. I love disappointment. It's great. I love disappointment. You can only go up from here. So like, there's nothing else that can happen. 
I can't, the team can't lose. The team can't, you know, it can't go any further down the table. So they're out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, well. But what you still it, have a couple matter? weeks. Yeah, what does even matter? Nothing, nothing. No. Um, we still have a couple of weeks. So today's episode is going to be just a little short because we have so much action on Tuesday, given the double week of games and the fact that in 11 days, Major League Soccer comes back. So we have a lot of stories, a lot of interviews to go through. And so we will compensate the shortness of this episode with an extra long episode <laughs> next Tuesday, which we'll prepare for. So yes, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow and all that fun stuff and good stuff on everything below. Thanks. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.